Dear friends, is this on? Very good. Dear friends, we're very delighted today, you already saw them, to have Sarah here today, director. Please come on, Sarah. Twiggy, star and co-author. Please sit in a big chair as chairs over there. Please sit down. The two big ones are for you. Sorry, Twiggy. And we also got mothers, I should call you, of two Dutch houses. So Lolo and Amber, I can't see you. Please come up as well. Lolo, I see you. Amber, where are you? You can sit down. Very good. Wow. Thank you, guys. That was very moving, thrilling, and disturbing, I must say. Um, first of all, classic question. So you are rather clear of the purpose of the film, but can you explain us a bit how this came about? Who was the IG? What was the, you know, how did it work? Who started talking? How started organizing? What did you fear? What went wrong? Tell us. How did it start? Oh, I'm on. Um, so, well over four years ago, Chi Chi, who's my best friend, as you see, um, and I, in the film, we're having a conversation around um, our thoughts around what needs to happen as far as exposing ballroom, uh, and that's both kicky and mainstream, to um, what's considered mainstream society. And we're like, um, the next time something happens, it should be somebody in the scene that's a part of creating it. Um, we need to make this happen. Not knowing what it would be, how it would happen, any of those things. Um, not, I mean, merely a few months after that, um, we met Sarah, and Sarah was working at our, we worked together at the time, Chichi and I, at an NGO in Harlem, and um, our director, our program director, told us that Sarah's a visual artist and filmmaker. Um, and we met with Sarah, and we met with Sarah, and we met with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and we fell in love with Sarah, and Sarah fell in love with us, and we built a bond and a trust and a rapport, um, and decided that the only way to create a project together, to create a project at all, would be to create it together. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of the birth of the project. Why did it took so long, all these discussions? What was the main issue? You said you met, you met, met once more. Were there fears or worries? And if so, what were they? Yeah, I mean, I, I was terrified. By what? I was terrified. No, I mean, why should I make this film? You know, why should I be involved? Um, and we know that there is, um, you know, new queer cinema classics have been made about the scene, but it's not enough, you know, it has evolved, and I felt like the scene was so important, you know, I was just blown away, and I never experienced this in my um, career as an artist or filmmaker, I just felt like um, I need to use everything I got, like everything I got to make this you know, uh, as beautiful and, you know, to set the tone exactly right. There was an urgency in this, very, very early, you know. Actually, I found some of our old text messages. <laughs> you know, it was just, uh, it was beyond that I met Twiggy and Chi Chi and, you know, we became friends. It was that I went to, you know, was invited to, which is also very important, I was invited to, um, the practice in Twiggy's house, the house of Pookie, and I saw the incredible, you know, 
mentorship that was happening and you know how these youths were just lifting each other up with this tough love you know so it was it was very quickly felt like it was this bigger than life thing that I just needed to put all my skills into if you speak of this tough love I've received some images how the family works it's not always peaceful there's a lot going on when you started uh, speaking of the project of filming of having a camera around speaking of them of their personal lives how did they react your family or the other members of the house um, most of them reacted very openly and positively about it I think that um, it's so often that the experiences of the Hudson Barn scene are, are exploited um, and, and told through a lens and a language that is not ourselves. And I think that I'm sure that my house is quite excited to be a part of creating a different narrative. Mm -hmm. Different narrative from mainstream narrative? A different narrative of not having... Um, creative authority and autonomy and agency in the process. It's too complicated for me. Explain. Explain for me, you say not have creative authority. There's no film, no project in film, video, um, hardly any. I, I mean, I'm just going through a bunch of different mediums yeah. um, that we have, as a ballroom community, been a part of the creative process in a, in a way that we have agency and autonomy and all the things I just said. Yeah. Um, and so now we do. Good. And so why did you have to bring Sarah in? <laughs> I didn't have to. <laughs> why did you? I chose to. Why? Explain. Um, Maybe you mean Sarah? You're okay, right, with these questions? I'm fine. I, it's just fine. I find it so hard to believe. It, you know, it's, 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 it's very hard to believe for people that you can make a film in a you know queer feminist intersectional way mm -hmm. that you know questions the the hierarchies that we have in the film world that are false because film is always a collaboration mm -hmm. and this is a labor of love and yeah so it's, it's very interesting the thing that you're looking for authorship mm -hmm. but the thing is that the community is you know the, the, the ballroom community is is it's not, it's not about that. It's about the community. So that's why I was drawn to it uh -huh. as a filmmaker. And so what did the community think of the final result? Were they involved in the editing? Was that both of you? or? Yes, the community was involved in every part of the creative uh -huh. process. Um, we have had countless community screenings. We've had countless screenings with the folks that are in the film. We have asked folks, which is none of this is traditionally a part of documentary process, but quite frankly, in the process of like, is, is this actually, is this part of your interview okay? Are you okay with the world saying this? Yeah. Um, and, and does this authentically represent who you are and what you want? One, the world to see you as, and two, the world to see who you're representing in a much larger picture as, right? And so we've asked that question. Of all of the seven, um, as we call them, cast members, yeah. um, because we think that the word uh, subject is quite problematic. Um, but, um, yeah, everyone who's in the film has said yes. Um, the community at large has said yes. Mm -hmm. um, 
And from the applause, I think the audience has said yes. So. And I'd love to add a yes as well, because I must say I was very surprised to discover I, as I told you, I was amazed. I w I've always, I also thought it was disturbing because we come very close to you. I felt sometimes a bit voyeur and a privilege to be so close, and sometimes felt. <sighs> I thought it was, and I thought it was rather disturbing. Um, during the process, walking around with the camera crew, writing, discussing, interviewing, I imagine it's a way, has, has it transformed the community? Can we yes, go ahead. something that you were saying? You know, this intimacy, this was something we discussed a lot. Distance is a problem. Distance can be a problem. We're taught that, you know, and I was taught definitely that getting too close is um, exploitative. But mm -hmm. I found it to be the absolute opposite with this time. It's getting people, you know, close, getting people room to talk, you know, taking the time mm -hmm. so that people get to formulate over and over again, you know, who, who they are and what they feel. That's what's important. It's, it's a problem when we're um, putting it too much at a distance and trying to decode it. Why don't we just talk to the people themselves uh -huh. and let them, you know, let them speak about their reality? And I have something to add. Sorry, and I have something to add to that. Um, that we are socialized, particularly as people who present as masculine or as men, um, to to be less emotional and to be less attached. And quite frankly, to kind of have that observatory lens in which we see the world and to not connect and to not be as intimate. Mm -hmm. And so in that, absolutely not. And um, this is a very intimate portrait of this community. But did this work? You, did, you worked so hard on the film. Did it change? Did it transform something in your community? Did it because maybe you heard stories you didn't know before? Or I don't know. I can imagine that working, filming, being there with the camera. Go ahead. No, the film is not meant to transform the community. It's meant to transform the world. I, I will try you once more. You that should be transformed, not the community. Sorry, I didn't hear that. You should be transformed, not the community. Of course, I'm not asking men to or but what happened, you know? Because I imagine that you are together, you are working, dancing, studying, mentoring, the tough love you spoke of, and then suddenly there is this project that comes into your community life. I can imagine it has an effect. No. No effect at all? I, I don't know. You should, you should answer maybe. But what I feel was yeah. that it's, you know, it's, it's a talking community. That's what's so amazing about it. They understand that by talking about both your, you know, triumphs and you know the oppression is a way to get through it uh -huh. and that's what we see and i don't feel that the film transformed that i mean i think i, I really don't feel that way i feel i mean you should speak 
I agree. Okay, that's why good. I haven't well, spoken. That's what I, I, don't, to know. I don't need to. That's of course you great. also could have addressed it to me more directly. No. Um, but so, so so what Sarah's saying is actually quite bit the truth. I don't have to add anything because that's what happened. It's not that the community needs to be transformed or has transformed because the point of the film is that ballroom has something to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've always had something to say. We are a community that has been around for nearly a century and that comes from a legacy of being, if you really take it back, um, a community that was created by people of color, even more so particularly black people who were in the United States, not human, for about 400 plus years, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then you bring it forward to the 20s um, and 30s where the ballroom scene was actually created as the Harlem drag ball scene um, and that queer people of color in response to homophobia and transphobia created a space for themselves because even, even in the midst of that racism, then there was misogyny, then there was homophobia, then there was transphobia, felt the need to create their own safe space, right? So we've always had something to say. We've always been transformative. We've always been the people that you see in this film. It's just that more people need to see this. Uh-huh, very good. And now we go to Amber, Lolo. Would you, would you, in, would you invite filmmakers to your house to try to speak to the world? Well, I've had um, many, many people try to sit me down and, and discuss it. Um, but I think it goes with why we have many talks. It's a vibe, it's a feeling mm -hmm. that you're going to invite someone into your house and into your environment to have cameras and view your personal life. So I think it has to be a sit down and with someone who really respects the scene and appreciates it and loves it and loves us and loves the community. So I think it depends on that energy between the no, low maker and the Sorry. person involved. Yes, and that's all fine. I mean, whenever we can get the chance to say something to the world, yes, we should take the chance for sure. And uh -huh. so I'm not alone actually, we have to say that we are the ballroom. Yes, of course, sorry. Especially speaking in, 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 in ballroom scene. Uh -huh. Visa channel. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, of course, when, when we can say something, yeah, we should take the when there is a freedom to let's use that freedom. Okay, something more. Well, it's all politics, of course, but a very uh, explicit a politics question. At the end, there is the uh, I don't know her name. Uh, she says something very interesting at the moment of the decision of the uh, Supreme Court in America. Uh, uh, gay marriage. Well, Gia. we know that. The, yeah. What's her name? Gia. Gia. She says something very interesting. Okay, she's happy, he's fine. Uh, upper, uh, upper middle class white ma males can now get married, etc. Wonderful for them. But let's be honest, there's so much work to do, and she gives a long list. And uh, she says, I hope there is as much lobbying, fighting for those issues as there was for the gay marriage thing. And if you, I think you're, she is right, but in her remark, there is a doubt about it. And I think she's quite right about it. 
aren't you afraid that this strange process of some sort of gay emancipation and rights that seems to mostly help uh, middle class white males who during the process forget that they are indebted, if I can say so, to many other fighters. Are you worried about that? Yeah, they are indebted. Mm -hmm. We all are indebted. How do you think we, you, us, can <laughs> get back that solidarity or reinforce it? Well, we need to confront the racism and the misogyny in our the LGBTQ community. Because mm -hmm. that was one of the things, you know, this, you know, when I met the community, there was this, um, you know, I, I just can't explain how happy I was. And I've been analyzing this a lot, why I'm so happy in the community, you know, despite the amazing people, of course. There's also that this is a, a matriarchy, you know, there's a celebration of femininity. And that's extremely radical in our society. I don't think we understand that quite yet, how just how radical that is. To celebrate femininity is absolutely radical. So, you know, as a, a you know, larger LGBT community, mm -hmm. we need to confront, you know, our racism, our misogyny, all of those things. And Do, you yeah. mm -hmm. Do you think, because I, I'm wondering, because the house is what we seen today, it's vibrant, it's festive, it's such a strong, authentic identity. I don't know how to describe it, but it, it's got something uh, very gut-feeling positive about it and very strong intellectually. It, it, it's amazing, it's visual, it's, 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 esprit, it's very strong. But on the other hand, I'm so afraid that it's not, you know, how can we work that it makes an appeal to people outside the houses? and make them see and discover, except for filming. What else can we do? Do you understand my question? Um, well, I will say something and then I want to shut up. But <laughs> I think that we can provide a platform. You know, we hope that the film will provide a platform. But one of the things that we've seen, though, is that the film does not only speak to LGBTQ people or people of trans experience or you know people that experience this kind of oppression. Um, it seems to appeal to a lot of people. So there's something in it, some strategy, you know, there's a politics of the margin, there's something there that we need to learn from. You know, the key is there somehow. Mm -hmm. How do you feel your role, Amber Lolo, in this? Um, well, for me, I think it starts with awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, most people that I meet, for example, when we throw the ball here, uh, people, when they come in for the first time, they're like, Bitch, what is this? Like, <laughs> I don't know about this. Like, this is everything. So the moment they see the community and they see how we love and respect each other, and um, no matter what house we're from, that is, you, like, I feel like love is contagious. Like, a smile is contagious. If you walk down the street and smile at someone, someone's bound to smile back. So, but society these days, everybody walks on their phones and afraid to smile at each other. So I think that has a part of it to do. It's just contagious. Love is contagious. You see the vibe, you see the energy, and you just want to be part of it. So once people see it, mm. they fall in love with it. So I think it's for me awareness. Lolo, what what's the importance for you? Of what what's essential for you in the house? Well, in the house or in general, is not forget. I mean, we, we 
here in Holland, we are really, really happy. Uh, we were saying already before, we're coming from, uh, from my house and, and, and we have to take a taxi to come here. And I was thinking, because we watched the movie before already to prepare for this movie, and I was thinking like, yeah, we are, we are, we are, we, we have everything. I mean, I can go around and not get big remarks here in Holland because it's so easy to be. But at the end, I had to say to the taxi central, I had to say, yeah, um, I need a taxi chauffeur that accepts all drag queens because we are called drag queens. And, and that made me think, I'm still busy with it. And that's something what we forget also with the gay pride and the whole discussion about um, too much extravaganza on the boat and too much... Well, no more. Please, don't forget that we still have to do a lot to get where we are. Uh -huh. And in certain places, we still have to get more and more. And don't forget... Uh. There is, speaking of the, of course, we're speaking of political rights, of changing of society, of course, we cannot speak today uh, without mentioning the election of a new president in the United States, I'm afraid. Um, um, do you think on a local level, for you, your work in your community in New York, um, do you think it will have a real big impact, or are we exaggerating now? I don't work on a local level in New York. Um, my office is based in New York, though. Yeah. Um, my organization is a national organization, and so yeah. we work all across the, the country, all, for all mm -hmm. 50 states. Um, and so our work is widely impacted because we don't, and differently than like an, a service provider, for example, who works like in New York City, our office is just in New York City, right? Like I'm in DC every week. I actually have to end this trip two days early to go to the White House. Yeah. And so like our work is on a public policy and administrative level um, on the, on like on the political front mm -hmm. um, and, and actually quite much more so like on a state level as far as regulations that are affirming and inclusive of LGBTQ youth. Um, and so that work will continue because it has to continue. Um, the day that Trump was elected, I was drunk and cried myself to sleep. <laughs> and then I also woke up and I got my ass on the train and went to work. Um, and so we've been through many, many fucked up presidents. <laughs> um, and so although I believe that this may be one of the worst, right, and, and many of us agree to that, we're strong as fuck. I'm looking at New York. But on the other hand, in Europe we see as well, go, uh, there it's, you know, it's rising, the populist, intolerant, more nationalist, colonial, if I can call it that way, attitude is, seems on the winning hand. Um, if I look at, what I love about watching you, for me it's something new, I must admit, is it's not, when I'm at the LGBT uh, uh, center in Paris, where I live, we have a lot of work groups doing very important job, and it's usually boring as hell, <laughs> except there's a really cute guys or other sexy people joining us. And, uh, and I must say what I found absolutely amazing is that the very physical approach almost of what you're doing seemed to be doing. Um, in what way is this phys physicality, if I add some word in English, important to you and also the competition element? I saw juries. How essential is that to voting live in the houses? Um, ballroom and all the categories that are, are within ballroom, so voguing, runway, face, realness, all of those things are harmonious of the body. We heal through, through the way in which we see ourselves 
and um, the way in which we see ourselves within ourselves, the, say, the, the way in which we see ourselves in the world, mm -hmm. um, and the way in which we're able to express ourselves, um, and, and, and in that, like, the expression that is affirming of how we feel, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so those categories are very much so just simply that. Um, and, and the competition aspect of it is added on. Right, so when I walk a ball, I walk a runway, there's a lot of runway bitches in here and I live for y'all. Um, when I walk a ball, when I step onto the, run and onto the runway, I know that the person that is showing up sees all that is divine and perfect in the universe in their self, right? And, the, and, and regardless of whether I win, get my tens or not, the way that I showed up and the first foot that stepped onto the runway was perfect. Um, and so that like kind of competitive aspect of it is nice and it's fun and it's to put money in our pockets and a bunch of other things that we need. Um, but it's much deeper than that mm -hmm. and it's cathartic and it's healing and an express and it's expressive in all of those ways. Um, and so it's empowering. Yeah, exactly. And then you should also know that there's all kinds of bodies mm -hmm. that are celebrated. It's the opposite of this, you know, kind of normative behavior that exists in both the, you know, LGBT and, and straight world, you know? That's what I didn't understand, because if I, if there's a jury, so there's a competition, a jury judges, and, but we're trying, it's at the same time a safe haven, so it's about non-judgment, uh, non-hierarchizing people, how does it work, the jury system, or if I can ask, I don't, I don't get it. Please uh, explain me, or uh, and, and also in the, from the Dutch houses, maybe? Uh, for me, um, well, I select my judges um, with who we respect here in the ballroom scene, uh, who we respect in, we bring people from New York, who we, or the protégés of people from um, leading houses in Europe. So we put people that we love and respect and admire on the panels here, and it's an honor, actually, in a way. Like, people will travel, the girls in Europe will travel here to come and be judged by Sanaya. Mm -hmm. So when Sanaya's here, they all come to, like, Sanaya's in the building, we're gonna have even a workshop after. I don't live in New York, so we do that, but mm -hmm. <laughs> we do the uh, workshops after the ball, and it's just an honor to walk in front of Sanaya. And, and if she chooses you, work. If she doesn't, it's like, bitch, I got shot by Tanaya. <laughs> 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 so, 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 so you always win. Lola, for you, that's the same? Uh, well, what I said, like, we, uh, I mean, what, 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 um, there is a big difference in between what Amber does and what, I mean, we are a, a house of drag. Yeah. And, and every house also that is doing uh, the competition in Super Bowl is a different house. And uh, we, our base is not open. It's not, we don't, we don't compete only, only on the dancing thing. We have mm. certain categories. But the whole story, to make it simple to understand, comes out a little bit. It's a bit of, 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 an, of, a, of a, um, let's say, um, um, uh, something that comes out uh, of the whole RuPaul drag race, let's say a little bit. Uh -huh. We started the whole thing. Um, many drags started to come out, and then from the idea of gathering drag, then houses came out, and then we, we created a kind of a show competition. And name one of the theaters here in Amsterdam. The problem is, the, the, the thing is that the houses are coming, becoming more and more, the thing is getting more, but it's, it has nothing to do with them. No, so what I'm excited about <laughs> is that this is actually the first freaking time 
that we have like ballroom houses and drag houses under one roof. Yes. It's been like a dream of mine to like, we belong under the same roof. Uh huh. You've been working also with, with, with Heather already. Yeah, well, I invite. And so that's one of my judges. I will always invite someone that's respected in the drag community or in the fashion community, within the respected in the LGBT community, to be on the panel and try to get people more aware of what we're doing and what we're building and what these beautiful people are building. Yeah, and I think it's I think a bit of it is around clarity, right? You talked a bit about education and clarity. Um, the same way that there's an L, a G, a B, a T, a Q, I, A, 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 S, a plus. Um, yes. It's the same way that underneath all of those are like subcultures, right? And so the ballroom community is a subculture. The what we call in the states the pageant community, what y'all call here the drag queen community, same thing though, is a community, right? Then there's also many people in Amsterdam, particularly know of the leather community, mm. um, right? And so there's a bunch of different subcultures um, that all fall under this umbrella, right? And they're not not that they're completely different, because we're all family. I think we're all family. Um, but we have our own systems, right? Gia said very clearly, when a system doesn't work for you, what do you do? You create a system that does. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what all of us are representations of. Um, how does it work in here? Because I saw all these, you told a bit of your story in the film. Uh, so there is self-initiative. It comes from uh, uh, bottom-up, right? It's not. And then how does it work? Because I see the buildings where you are, it belongs to, you call them agencies? No, to associations. So how does that work? So there are like community services that you go there, you apply, you ask for evenings. How does it work? And how was it difficult to find these places? Yeah, so um, the, a part of the, the like kind of lineage that you alluded to with like the trajectory and history of ballroom, the 20s and 30s, I just did this in London, quick and dirty version. <laughs> 20s and 30s, um, black and brown queer people of color and even back up before that. So black folks migrate from the south to the north in, in, the, in the US, right? The Great Migration. Um, and a part of the Harlem Renaissance uh, was the creation of the Harlem Drag Ball Circuit. And that happened in the 1920s and 30s, where black and brown queer and trans people created their own community out of direct response to transphobia and homophobia from the black church, right? So then we fast forward to the 60s and through the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, the Harlem Drag Ball Circuit expanded throughout the country and eventually throughout the world, right? So now we have this system that is all around. Um, in the 60s, particularly 1967, this particular queen, mm -hmm. Crystal LaBeja, who you see the video in a documentary called The Queen, um, in direct response to racism and colorism, was like, no, fuck that. I, we created this Harlem drag ball scene and now it's been gentrified. Um, and I didn't win because I'm black. Um, and I'm not having that. And so she said it much more uh, differently than I just said it. Um, and those folks who are a part of the house and family of La Beja were like, yeah, bitch, you're right. Let's start our own thing. Um, and so then the house and ballroom community was born out of that. And then there are several houses that follow. Fast forward to the early 2000s, the youth and young adults who... Um, would see these houses practicing in these NGOs, community-based organizations in New York in particular, who were funded through city funds, state funds, federal funds, to provide HIV and AIDS services mm -hmm. um, to queer people of color uh, and other queer people and other people all around. Um, but particularly these programs that, funded, that were funded for queer people of color 
um, the youth and your adults who would, who would come for programming would also see these houses practicing, right? They would see these houses having meetings. They would, you know, ooh, hmm, uh-huh. right? Um, and they, uh, and the houses themselves would integrate. And so you would have, like, say I'm in the house of Garcon, which is, I'm actually in the house of Garcon, and I have Tavarell, who's in the house of Angel, right? And, and so we would, like, join houses together and create a new house just for the hell of it, for fun, right, mm-hmm. as a kiki. And so that was the birth of kiki functions, right? People in mainstream houses mixed okay. and, had, and, and created their own houses for fun. Youth and young adults observed this and were like, actually, we can do this too. We're going to create kiki houses, and we're going to have kiki balls, and we're going to use the funding from these NGOs and do it. And that's what happened. And now we have the Kiki scene. We don't have it here. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us, what's the difference? Because this is like, it's like spreading like a contagious sort of fever. I don't know how to call that. Not the same thing in Amsterdam? No, they took away my funding and said it looks like a big fat party. Who said that? It's not a party. No. So I actually, I did get um, some funds because that's how I was able to even bring international judges because I want our role models there on our panels, yeah. um, but we lost, now we lost it, so basically everything has been blood, sweat, and tears from my back and all their backs, um, I, I building it ourselves, from literally building a runway by myself, so <laughs> we lost it all, so if anybody, you know, hello. So what do you need? <laughs> uh, you need space? Well, we have, luckily, like now, because we've been busy for now three years, mm-hmm. uh, building, We've had uh, clubs offer us, and I'm like the queen of the, queen of the nightlife. <laughs> um, and uh, we work with different club owners. So, but still, those all cost money. It's not funded, and it's blood, sweat, and tears. How come? Because that's actually what I'm surprised about. So because be able to be able to make this movement, this phenomenon, these groups to spread, there should be an infrastructure. Of course, there should be people with energy and life and joy, but there should be an infrastructure. Uh, apparently, it's lacking in Amsterdam, the infrastructure. Or am I wrong saying that, Amber? Well, it's just the... Or is it something else different as well? The funds, because everything is there. Like, we have the venues, we have, ev- we have the support, we have the people. Mm. But in the end, it all costs money to bring people that we admire and want workshops from and want to get the right, correct information because nowadays there's a lot of information out there mm-hmm. that um, I consider debris. So I want to keep the goods and keep the young ones educated in the correct way. Um, what do you mean? This is rather cryptical. What is the correct way and what's the wrong way? For me, it's like I feel like Vogue and the culture that we are a community, it's um, it's a lifestyle. It's uh-huh. not just a dance move for a video. Um, and I get, I meet a lot of people that are like, Amber, I'm gay and I'm a voguer. Mm. I'm like, honey, just because you're gay and black doesn't make not make you a voguer. Ah, what makes you a voguer then? I think it's the way, it's a lifestyle. It's a complete lifestyle. And I know all of these people live it right there. So it's not just a little dance move that Uh you learn on TV. It's a lifestyle. It's a way. It's a mindset. It's how I walk down the street. 
this light, yeah, for you, low. People right. like the people, uh, like the, the group member, they are the future of, of the dance scene in this country. The problem is that I, I, I'm, I've been a, a contemporary choreographer for 10 years in, in Aachen, mm -hmm. and at a certain point, I, 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 well, my subsidy was, was also taken away, and I decided then to, to enter another segment. And when I started to see what is going on here in Mercy, all the children are going away from the academies to jump in a group, and the teachers are calling me to ask me who is Emperor, and I'm saying, well, you should never learn. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a little, that's a little problem. Like the subsidy here, you know, in, in, in Holland, they, they go a little bit too often to the very official art scene. And we don't see things get less subsidies, but I think these are really the, 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 the Okay. Uh, wonderful. I think we have to close now because otherwise, it's thank you ever so much for being here, working on this with all the people you left behind on the other side of the ocean. Of course, for you here, you still want to say something, Emser Emmer? I just want to say I feel like I can talk so much more. <laughs> Uh, yes, I know, I know. It's a, we, but we can't uh, talk anymore. Thank you ever, much, uh, ever so much, and uh, I'm, I'm very impressed and intrigued. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Um, for anybody, can I just say, for um, anybody who wants to like get into voguing, we all get together on Wednesdays um, at uh, Clubhouse of Vineyards Living Room. Uh, Marina, mother of House of Ultra Omni, is teaching Old Way. We have um, Negato Ninja, all the way from Italy, teaching New Way. And I'm there teaching Vogue Femme and Wacking, of course. And then also in Rotterdam, you have the Kiki House of Angels. So we do have a Kiki scene here in <laughs> Europe. Yeah, Kiki House of Lion Dagger, yeah. Huh? Kiki House of Tea. That's London, right? I'm, I'm juicy. Um, that's right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so if anybody's interested in voguing, you, you have to like House of Vineyard and we communicate with everybody. Good. So, so where can we find you? On the net or these addresses? Um, on Facebook. Facebook. Okay, very good. House of okay, yeah, we'll find and you. And we communicate with all the houses, so we can put you in touch. And okay. the final plug, please like our page on Facebook for the film, Kiki. If you choose to post any pictures, tweets, Instagrams, Facebooks, hashtag Kiki Movie. Um, and if you follow us on Twitter or on Instagram, it's Kiki underscore movie. Can right. Kiki underscore movie. Thank you very much. And I also like to say thank you for the ITFA. This is the end of the queer day at the ITFA Festival. Wonderful initiative, a very hard work by volunteers and people, professionals. Thank you very much for wonderful programming. And uh, see you next year on the Queer Day. <laughs> <laughs>